Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Kiermaier's Silliness and ask me questions if I was confusing. I'm going to talk a bit about Kevin Kiermeyer, who was actually from, play, uh, played college baseball in Illinois. But I'm not going to start with Kevin Kiermeyer. I'm not going to start with Kevin Kiermeyer. I'm going to talk about Eric Hosmer. But I'm not going to start talking about Eric Hosmer. I'm actually going to start with talking about two of the, uh, what is it, third rail? Third rail. You're not supposed to talk about the third rail, right? Because if you talk about the third rail, bad things happen. I'm going to talk about the third rail. Two different third rails I'm going to talk about. Anthony Rizzo. When the Cubs traded Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees, if you look it up on Cots Baseball, the Yankees paid zero dollars, zero cents for Anthony Rizzo in 2021. The Cubs paid the entire freight. The Cubs paid every single penny because the Cubs were more interested in getting better prospects in return than worrying about finances. Jed Hoyer had been told, well, okay, you already spent the money. Go for it. Jed Hoyer found teams in the New York Yankees that were interested in acquiring Anthony Rizzo if the Cubs paid the entire freight. And he, uh, he also found a team in the New York Mets who were interested in acquiring Javier Baez if Jed Hoyer paid the entire freight. Jed Hoyer, given a budget, going to stick to that budget. But he will try to use that budget to his advantage. And when he trades away a player, in certain instances, pay all the money, all the money, all the money if he can get better prospects in the exchange because of it. Precedent. He did it with Anthony Rizzo. He did it with Javier Baez. Will he do it in 2022? I don't know. But precedent is an important thing. Precedent is something that people sometimes don't like to talk about, don't like to look into, don't like to research. What sometimes people would rather do is, hey, 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 look, look, here's an article. It says Cubs. There's an article about the Cubs. Oh, it says the Cubs might do that. Let, let, let's have a 600-word article on this thing that said the Cubs. Because, hey, we got nothing better to do. There are no signings. So let, let's, let's chase shiny things. Let's chase. This thing says there's a possible trap. The Cubs might. You can chase shiny things or you can think. You can chase shiny things, or you can think, either one. Either is fine. 
I prefer thinking to shiny things. There's a shiny thing that actually has some reasonable thought behind it, that possibly has a little bit of precedent, that um, doesn't make my BS sensor go off. Cool, fine. But if something looks too absolutely absurdly stupid to even comprehend reading, I'm not going to read it. I'm just not going to read it. Eric Hosmer signed a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-year deal with San Diego. What is left on Eric Hosmer's horrible contract? I'll call it horrible. Twenty-one million in 2022, thirteen million in 2023, 2024, and 2025. No buyouts. That would be twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty million left. $60 million left on Eric Hosmer's contract. Last year, Eric Hosmer, per fan graphs, was worth $0. $0 making $21 million. $0 making $21 million. Frank Schwindel made $600,000, well, less than $600,000 for the Cubs. He probably made $200,000 for the Cubs. Worth about $15 million. I think it's a little bit over $15 million. I could look it up. I'm not going to look it up. Uh, but it is, it is a decent chunk of change. And he, he cost the... Um, Schwindel cost the Cubs about $200,000. Worth about $15 million. Hosmer, same position. Cost $21 million, Was worth $0. Nothing negative. Nothing positive, zero dollars per fan graphs. That's, that's kind of convenient to be exactly a zero wins above replacement player when you're hauling in 21 per. So if you are a Padres fan and you are assessing the Padres' future and you see that you have a 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 million dollar player over the next five, four years, four years, no opt outs. And he's going he's gonna to be taking $60 million over the next four years. And really, he's not going to add anything. He's not going to add anything to your team. It's understandable why the Padres want to try to trade him. Especially since it's not the 1990s anymore when the New York Yankees, or especially the Yankees, is the Yankees back then, add on a huge amount of contract. And just release the guy. Add on a huge amount of contract for a prospect or a something, whatever it is, whatever it would be. You know, maybe you got a left-handed reliever who's kind of good. It's been around the year league for four or five years. Left-handed reliever that's kind of good. Toss in a sixty million dollar contract. Release the guy on the sixty million dollar contract. Left-handed reliever. He's not even a prospect, but. For the cost of taking on the $60 million contract, the Yankees would get a usable relief pitcher. See, back then, the only punishment for going well, 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 well over spending limits was a little bit of cash. Oh, you just want $60 million over the limits. Okay, give us a buck forty-five, and you're good. That's not much of a punishment now, is it? Whereas now... If teams go far enough over the spending limits, 
they lose international spending money, which didn't happen back in the 1990s. You didn't have international spending cap limits. You didn't have budgets on draft pool spending. You didn't have that. You do now. It's different now. But it's different than it was back in the... Yes, it is different than it was back in the 1990s. And back in the 1990s, the Yankees were able to roll through everything because they were able to use their financial heft to do whatever the heck they wanted. While a lot of mediocre teams were like, oh, geez, who... Wolverhampton in the Premiership League. Premier League. Bad. And if you get a whole lot better, then you're still kind of bad. That's what it was back then. You had the Yankees, you had the Braves, you had a couple teams, four or five teams who were well run. Then you had a whole bunch of teams who were rubbish. And if a team went over, the punishment was, eh, says a little cash, you're good. But now the smaller market teams have decided, let's screw teams for spending too much money. And they've done a very good job of doing that. Smaller market teams have increased the punishment. Now, a lot of baseball fans really don't care about the draft, don't buy into prospects, don't buy into international spending, don't really care about it because... That's on into the future. It doesn't play on my Excel spreadsheet. So I'm going to disregard it. I'm just going to pay attention to guys I've heard of. Guys I've heard of like Eric Hosmer, Kevin Kiermaier. So the Padres want to trade Eric Hosmer, and the Cubs are one of those teams that would probably be able to stomach a $60 million pay increase on the bottom line. It probably would be. Now, there are a lot of teams, Yankees, wanted to pay $0.00 for Anthony Rizzo last year. The Mets wanted to pay $0.00 for Javier Baez last year. I don't know who is going to be in which sorts of situations this year. That remains to be seen. But there are probably a number of teams. I'm going to guess the Marlins probably do not want to take on Eric Hosmer's contract. Just a wild guess. Just a wild guess. I'm going to guess the White Sox probably do not want to take on Eric Hosmer's contract. Whether it's because $60 million over four years is a lot of money or because Eric Hosmer really isn't very good anymore, or possibly he might be a bad influence in the clubhouse. I don't know why, but between those three reasons, probably at least one of them for the Marlins and for the White Sox, probably they don't really want him. The Cubs, do the Cubs actually want Eric Hosmer? Have you seen any report of a credentialed reporter saying, Jed Hoyer said, I would love to add Eric Hosmer to the Cubs roster. He would make us a better team offensively, defensively, and in the clubhouse. Have you seen that anywhere? Yeah, neither have I. Neither have I. The Cubs do not want Eric Hosmer. If the Cubs are going to accept Eric Hosmer in a trade, it would be because the Padres would send the Cubs a prospect. 
This is kind of thinking back like the Yankees back in the day. Kind of thinking back to the Yankees in the day. They're going to give us something that's good enough that we're going to look past the fact. And it is a fact. It is a fact. Eric Hosmer will cost somebody or somebody's $60 million, $60 million over the next four years, very likely for poor performance. He might have a good year. He might have two good years. I doubt he'll have three. And he's going to be averaging $15 million average assessed value, AAV. That's the important number to remember for those four years. Um, so the Padres want to move his contract. To do that, they will have to give away something of value or find a team that is ecstatic to spend $60 million over four years on a player who is replacement level. At least he was last year. I don't know if he's going to be better next year. I don't know if he's going to be worse next year. Replacement level. But there are a whole lot of articles popping up periodically. Haven't talked about Hosmer. Uh, haven't talked about Hosmer to the Cubs for eight, eight or nine days. So let's have another article on that. Haven't had one. Let, let's do it. Let's talk about, hey, maybe this guy, a, another name gets mentioned. Hey, maybe this catcher, Camp Usano guy, maybe it'll be him. Hey, we had an article, see? We talked about something that's pertinent. Yay! Pat on the back, us. Because we talked about something Cubs. Major leagues. The Cubs don't want Eric Hosmer. If the Cubs are going to make a trade for Eric Hosmer... It's going to be because they're getting something monstrous in return. What specifically that is, don't know. How many other teams are in consideration for that kind of a deal? Don't know. Are there more than 10 that might be interested in acquiring Eric Hosmer if the San Diego Padres send someone good enough? I don't know. My guess is Jed Hoyer probably talks to the Padres people every three or four weeks. Hey, remember that offer that we had going? Yeah. Are you willing to toss us the guy that we wanted? No. Okay, have a great week. Say hi, say hi to the wife and kids. Yeah, kind of a sort of thing. The Cubs are on the list. The Cubs are on the list. I think there's probably about three or four teams on that list. Three or four teams on the list of teams that might be willing to accept Eric Hosmer if the proposal is correct. And the Padres, if they are dealing with finances, and many teams are, I don't know how close they are to the limit. I don't know what the limit's going to be. Neither do you. I don't know what the punishments are going to be for going over the limits. Neither do you. If the punishments for going over the limits are severe, what happens if if you go ten million over the limit? You lose three first round draft picks. That's not going to be that, but it it indicates what the rules are when baseball resumes. When Major League Baseball resumes, will tell how willing teams are to make risks. Teams love their first-round draft choices and their second-round draft choices and their third-round draft choices. If they start losing future talent over, oh my goodness, 
we spend over a certain number. Teams aren't going to want to spend over a certain number. If they're not going to want to spend over a certain number, having a lousy player on your team who's going to be making $60 million over five years might be problematic. I understand why people talk about the Eric Hosmer trade possibility. I understand it. $60 million over four years is quite a bit of money especially with a CBA that's still being negotiated and we have no idea what the punishments are going to be come May, June, or July, whenever it's solved. What will be the punishment if a team spends $260 million on their major league roster? Now, some people say, yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Spend all the money. Spend all the money. You're a multi-billion dollar corporation. Spend the, 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 Well, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how James Triantos develops in the Cubs pipeline. Had the Cubs spent over a certain level and signed a qualifying free agent last offseason, the Cubs would have lost their second-round draft pick, which turned into James Triantos. Hmm, interesting. So yeah, I get why people want to talk about the Hosmer trade. It's big. It's understandable saying $60 million over four years is a lot of money, especially when we don't know what the collective bargaining agreement will declare the punishments as. Really not a hard follow. Let's talk about Kevin Kiermeyer. Periodically, people like to play the, hey, if we're going to talk about the Eric Hosmer thing, let's talk about Kevin Kiermeyer. I don't know if you know this or not, but the Tampa Bay Rays tend to be a bit tight with money that they give out to their players. Kevin Kiermeyer was very good with Tampa in his first couple years. Hang on a tick. I want to scroll this up. Ba-ba-da-da. I'll go up a lot further than I want on this. Kiermeyer 2015. Let's see. 765 OPS, 718 OPS, 741 OPS, 788 OPS as a very good defensive center fielder. At some point along the line, um, he won a gold glove, 17th in the MVP balloting in 2015. At some point along the line, he signed an extension with Tampa. And... For what seems like the last three or four years, Tampa has been rumored to be interested in trading away Kevin Kiermeyer because he's now making eight figures. And eight figures for Tampa Bay is like an obscenity along the lines of a Supreme Court case with Lenny Bruce. You just know that it's obscene in that sort of a sense, not a large number. It's obscene. It's horrible. It's wicked. It's brutal. 
eight and two third, uh, five and two thirds million in 2018, eight and one sixth in 2019, 10 and one sixth in 2020, 2021, 11 and one sixth, 2022, 12 and one sixth, 2023, 13 with a $2.5 million buyout. So as people talk about the Kevin Kiermeyer trade possibility. You are talking about $12 million for one season with a $2.5 million buyout. 12.1666666 and a $2.5 million buyout or a $13 million team option for 2023. People are conflating 12, 13, 14, two years, 15 million. Teams are conflating two years, 15 million with four years, 60 million. But Tim, it's the raise. It's the raise. It's the right. Yes, it's the raise. Exactly. Tampa doesn't make stupid trades very often. Sometimes it makes sense at the time, might not work in the long haul, but in general, Tampa doesn't make dumb trades. They parlay uh, Chris Archer into Tyler Glasnow and a couple of people, and then Tyler Glasnow gets injured and the Rays are talking about making a trade with Glass now. And of course, the Cubs fans biting on that one too. Hey, let's send Tampa some really crappy guy and get Tyler Glass now. No, 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 no. Tampa Bay had four full season minor league teams last year. Four, 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 just like the Cubs. Four, four, four. All four made it to the league championship. Four teams, four teams making it to the league championship. Three of those four teams won their league championship. Won their league championship. The fourth team, the slacker, the team that didn't win their league championship, they lost their league championship series two games to one. I think they lost the final game by a run. Tampa's pipeline is loaded. If you are talking about making a trade with Tampa, you're probably talking about Tampa saying, you know, those last, uh, you, you got 190 guys in your system. You know, the last 165 guys in your system, we're not talking about them. We're not talking about them. We're not talking about the guy who was hurt last year. We're not talking about the guy who's hurt this year. If Tampa is going to get anything from the Cubs in trade, they're not looking at send me Clint Frazier. They're not looking at Send me some guy that you really don't want. Really? 
Reggie Preciado. Send us Reggie Preciado. We don't want Reggie. Shut up then. The Rays scout the hell out of teams. Tampa probably has a good read on the players they played in Tennessee for the Smokies. Probably have a good read on the players that they played in Myrtle Beach for the Pelicans. I think those are the only two team, two um, leagues that the Cubs played Tampa affiliates, low A and double A. Tampa's not necessarily going to get Preciado, but what they will potentially do is some guy who is kind of stealth, some guy that you might not be terribly familiar with, but they are because they scout. They scout very well. They pro-scout very well. They draft fairly well. They develop very well. And when they're watching games in their system, hey, that third baseman for the other team, he's kind of good. We ought to trade for him. Especially if when we make the trade, we trade away a guy that we don't really want anymore anyway. If the Cubs are making a trade with Tampa for Kevin Kiermeyer, it's not Eric Hosmer money. It's not Eric Hosmer money. Twelve and a sixth million. Yeah, that's legitimate money. 2.5 buyout next year. Yeah, that's legitimate money. Basically 15 over two years. 2.5 won't count against the spending limits unless they change the rules, which they might. The entire premise of, hey, let's treat Tampa Bay like they're a bunch of numbskulls and I don't even look at Kiermaier trade proposals. I don't even look at them. Because when you're talking about Kiermaier trade proposals, the Rays don't need some shabby reliever in Myrtle Beach who had an ERA of six and a half and missed four months because of an injury. Because, hey, look at that. He's paying, they're paying him 12 million. They, it's really not a concern. It's Yeah, Tampa would like to trade Kevin Kiermeyer's contract. They would like to. No question about it. Except I've yet to hear anyone say That it's likely the if it were that bad having kept how how well did he play last year? Twelve million. Twelve million. And last year, Kiermeyer on baseball reference, I really do like their um I really do prefer their financial setup. 
Kevin Kiermaier last year, 3.4 wins above player. 3.4 wins above player. Center fielder, quality defense, quality offense. Why would the Cubs be the only team that would be interested in Kevin Kiermaier? He's actually a good player. He makes far less than he ought to. And if the Cubs were properly scouting Parkland College in Champaign, Illinois in 2010, they could have drafted him. But they didn't. The Kevin Kiermeyer trade drivel is just that. Perhaps Kevin Kiermeyer will be traded this offseason. Perhaps he won't be. But wasting yet another article, making some dumb crap about, yeah, the Cubs ought to trade for Kevin Kiermeyer and trade the deepest pipeline in all of baseball. Some afterthought guy. To get Kevin Kiermeyer, it's absurd. Think, think. Is this article? Is this podcast episode? Is this logical enough to carry the full term? If it's not, don't run with it. Kiermaier is a very good player that probably will have his team option picked up next year because he's a good baseball player. A very good baseball player. <coughs> per baseball reference, he's a 30.7 wins above replacement player for his career. Yeah, that's kind of okay. If the Rays are going to trade Kevin Kiermeyer to the Cubs to unload his contract, it's going to be for a massive haul for the Rays. For the Rays, for the Rays. This is how the Rays extend their window. They trade a player, another team gets a little bit antsy about, and extract maximum value. Now, if you're interested in 2022, only 2022, and nothing beyond 2022, yeah, Kevin Kiermeyer getting him, giving up those prospects, they're just prospects, they don't matter. You're exactly the type of of executive, exactly the type of executive that the Rays would want to trade with. Whereas Jed Hoyer, whereas Jed Hoyer, I'm perfectly willing to take on a contract if that means I better get a better prospect back in return. That's exactly not how 
the Rays function. I think I know of a couple of trades where the Rays have traded away quality prospects. One of them was recently right before the Rule 5 deadline. They traded away a quality prospect and got back a quality prospect. The guy they gave away was Rule 5 eligible in about 20 minutes. The guy they received was not. If the Rays are going to make a trade for Kevin Kiermeyer, they're probably going to make a trade with a team that really isn't that worried about their prospects. Is Jed Hoyer worried about his prospects? Yeah, kind of. So I really don't think that's the kind of sort of trade that would even be realistically considered. But since some people, uh, we have to have an article today, have to have something, scour the wires. Hey, wait a minute. Here's somebody you said maybe Kiermaier for this guy or that. Hey, they mentioned this name. Let's go with a whole... It's a stupid idea. It's a stupid idea floating the premise that the Rays, who are prioritizing prospects, would trade Kevin Kiermaier to the Cubs, who are prioritizing prospects. Have you ever tried to fit batteries into a battery-powered device? Especially the ones that have like two or four. Fit in two or four batteries to, you know, whether it's a radio or a um, pencil sharpener or whatever it is that you're loading up. Got to fit the two or the four batteries in in the right order. If you put the positive, um, the positive side on the side where you're supposed to put the negative side, it's not going to work. You have the little nipple thing running into the nipple thing, and it's not going to work. It's got to go the other way around. You have to put the one where the little nipple thing is running into the empty space and then it fits and then the other one you put the other way and then the other one you put the one way if you put them in the right way then it makes sense if you have a team like the Rays who prioritize prospects making a trade with Jed Hoyer's 2021-2022 Chicago Cubs who are prioritizing prospects that trade doesn't make any sense Perhaps, maybe, if the Padres are willing to ramp up the amount that they're willing to surrender for Eric Hosmer? Possibly, maybe, perhaps, that sort of trade could possibly make sense. But with that trade, it really does sound like they reached an impasse. They reached an impasse Jed said, give me this. San Diego side said, give me that. And both sides said, yeah, that's not going to do it. That's not going to work. That's not going to work for us. Come back and talk to us when you're willing to make a better offer for us. And possibly they talk. But as far as anything with the Cubs and the Rays regarding Kiermaier, Glasnow, or whoever, it makes no sense. The Cubs are not 
prioritizing 2022. They're not. If they were prioritizing 2022, they wouldn't have waited to... Well, they, they wouldn't have prioritized Marcus Stroman. He's a low strikeout guy. I like him. Fun dude on Twitter. Fun dude to watch play. But as far as if the Cubs were prioritizing 2020, he's not the guy they'd have gone for. They'd have gone for something, you know, they'd have prioritized uh, Carlos Correa or whatever. Put put your ideas through a BS sensor. Does what you're talking about make sense from the other team's perspective? Would the Rays be interested in trading Kevin Kiermeyer if the Cubs offer back, let's say, um, James Triantos, Reggie Preciado, and Owen Casey? If that were the trade offer, the Rays would think about it for about 15 seconds and say, hell yeah. But that's not the trade offer. The trade offer would be something that makes sense to both teams. And I still haven't come up with a darn thing that makes sense as far as the trade between the Rays and the Cubs. Because both of them are prioritizing 2023, 2024, in 2025, and on into the future over 2022, even though Tampa has a very good team. Tampa is worried about the future. They're worried about prioritizing the future. Sorry, the Cubs. That is the type of trade the Cubs would make. The Cubs would be far more interested in making a trade with San Diego for Eric Hosmer, and as of right now, that trade is DOA than anything involving Kevin Kiermeyer or Tyler Glasnow or anything else regarding Tampa. Occasionally, I like to talk about precedent. I've talked about precedent before. The last Rays-Cubs trade, the Cubs saw a veteran that Tampa had, and the Cubs prioritized that veteran. And the Cubs were willing to trade prospects to get that veteran. The last Cubs raise trade, the Cubs were willing to trade a prospect the Rays valued for a veteran. Those are the trades the Rays make. The Rays do not make trades where they cough up a guy who's a three-plus wins-above player to get some rando crap. Save some money. It's not what they do. If they absolutely, 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 absolutely have to get rid of that contract, they'll find some team that's in contention, that really, really wants a center fielder, and is willing to cough up some mucho prospects to do it.
It's not Jed Hoyer's Cubs. Thanks for stopping by. I will have another podcast up soon. Have a great weekend.